Welcome to 24 Karis. I'm Kelly Johnson, founder and CEO of Karis by KJE. Uh, we are in the second part of our conversation around inclusive communities and equitable communities. And I personally feel like we have a subject matter expert <laughs> with us um, to really help us think through so much of the focus around diversity, equity, and inclusion is very internal inside of our organizations. But we have here our special guest, Latasha Heron-Bruff, who is with the Dallas Regional Chamber, who is just really sharing um, how the DRC is impacting the community, impacting business, and creating a stronger quality of life for every single person. And of course, we also have Annalise Alamo here, our culture transformation uh, leader, to just guide us on this conversation. So welcome back. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank Tasha, you we, we're, we're having fun. Yes, and we're we lear- are. We're learning um, <laughs> as we have these conversations. So really appreciate it. And I, I really want to emphasize, if you did not watch the first episode, you need to reel back. Um, and watch that as well. Um, Tasha mentioned in that episode the the good work that the Dallas Regional Chamber is doing, especially here in the Dallas region. Um, and so research, go back to that episode so that you can get the context of what the organization does. But to re-brag that they uh, they have been selected as a national winner champion. What's the National that? Chamber of Chamber the Year. Chamber of the Year yes. out of all the thousands of others that are that are out there in the U.S. So, so congratulations, well, Tasha. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. And and we know that a big part of that is the work that you are doing um, with diversity, equity, and inclusion. So diving right in, how has that focus like helped increase uh, here in the, in, in the region economic opportunities for underrepresented communities? Yeah, you know, th- thank you for that question and, and thank you for the congratulations <laughs> too. Um, we have an amazing group of people that get up and work on this every day. Um, and I think the way we really look at this is we have a sub-council called um, uh, uh, Community Investment in Under-Championed Areas. Now, when I first got to the DRC, we were calling it underserved. Mm -hmm. And the more and more I I worked on this, I said, I I don't want to say underserved so many times. And I think about language, we talk about language, language we use when we talk about people or places. And when I think about a lot of the communities that we're serving, they're not just underserved, they're under-championed, more than underserved. And we wanna position the business community, philanthropic uh, organizations, to learn how to be champions of communities, not saviors, but how do you learn to advocate that people should have the same quality of life, whether you're in North Dallas or you're in Oak Cliff, right? And so our community investment in under-championed areas is really about how do we focus on bringing economic vitality to community and really starting with jobs. How do we create more jobs? Not just any job, good paying jobs, livable wages. So our team is tasked with connecting companies to opportunity. And when we think about under champion areas, we really think about Southern Dallas County. And you two know our region well, but for those of you who are listening or watching and don't, the region is basically cut in half. Well, we have 50% of our population that live North and almost 50% of our population that live South, which we are talking about Southern Dallas County. There's a very unequal distribution of wealth, where there's far more wealth and affluency and opportunity and resources 
when you go above Interstate 30. When you go below Interstate 30, where 50% of the population lives, you have an area that's big of all of the city of Atlanta, representing 50% mm, of the population, wow. but only 19% of the tax base. So that indicates that we have a problem. And so one of the things that we thought about is, how do we begin to share and talk about Southern Dallas County as a place of opportunity, access, innovation, growth? We wanna talk about it in those terms. And so this sub-council really got busy in how do we share that narrative with the business community? How do we take people to Southern Dallas County and show them the diverse population, the diverse talent pipeline, right? The small business ecosystem. How do we introduce them to those opportunities? And so that work in under championed areas is really about having others advocate for really providing more inclusion in, in our communities. And so we strive to do that every day. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. That stat about the uh, as big as Atlanta and yes. that population that, yeah. that paints a picture. Um, you said something earlier that I wanted to double click on on the quality of life, yes. right? And you know, kind of providing equitable access to that quality of life. Speak more towards so people can interpret quality mm -hmm. of life differently. Mm -hmm. Like if, for example, if you grew up more affluent sure. and, and used to certain things, that's a certain quality of life yeah. expectation versus like, for example, when I moved my family to the Philippines, a third world country, that the, the quality of life definition is different. They're more satisfied with sure. things that if, if in your other countries, like, oh, that's that's basic, right? Yeah. But there, there may be a luxury. So talk about that quality yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We we have been identifying, there's there's three areas of our work. One, economic development, when we're talking about under champion areas. So how do we bring development, mm -hmm. like a deck park, right? How do we think about growing um, places where there's more economic opportunity for communities, right? Then there's something that we talk about, it's called catalytic, right? How are you advancing catalytic projects that can lead to long-term sustainable change? And when we think about quality of life, we think about those like grocery stores, food insecurity, mm. transportation, education, healthcare access, you know, jobs. How do fundamentally we make sure that people in 75215 also have the same opportunities as someone else who does not live there, right? Yes. And so even though there are communities that have a low expectation, because historically that's all they've been given, right? right? And a lot of our work is acknowledging first that there's been a history of um, disinvestment or um, you know discrimination that has happened for communities. Once we acknowledge that, we can begin to see where is it that we can begin to um, shorten those gaps, right? And provide imp improvements. And at the same time, thinking about these communities, not just in purely philanthropic terms, but in economics, like how do we grow them economically? Yes. Right? How do we create wealth? Not just giving charity, but how do we cultivate wealth generation, right? financial empowerment, 
those are things that help someone's quality of life overall. Yeah, yeah. no, that makes sense. And that, that's, that's powerful um, because sometimes you don't realize like, oh, yeah, I'm missing out. Sure. Unless you know that those resources are available to very, you. Very, very true. We, we just announced, well, it was just announced that there was going to be a grocery store coming in one of these communities. And one of the comments online was, you know, why are you putting a grocery store there? Those people can't, won't be able to afford it, right? And so there's thinking that you all know that comes associated with people's color or where they live or, and, and we have to help people see everyone deserves the opportunity to grow and thrive, but everyone deserves to have their basic needs met Absolutely. to make sure that they have a really great quality of life. And so we think about those things when we talk about community investment in under champion areas and how we can bring that to all of our communities. Great. And I think you talked about it earlier with some of the programs that you mentioned, but is there other particular initiatives that you're most proud of or the DRC is proud of yeah. in the efforts to make Dallas a more inclusive city? So we, we just launched a Southern Dallas Economic Development Guide. It's the first of mm -hmm. its kind, and it's all centered around Southern Dallas County. It's called southerndallascounty.com. We have a genius of an SVP of research and innovation who worked for a past mayor, Mayor Rawlings, and he helped us develop this site. And the site is really a few things. One, it's a news aggregator. Tell people what's the relevant news stories that are happening in Southern Dallas County. What are the wins? Who's moving? What's happening? Then it tells a little bit of the why. Why should people want to move or relocate or expand their footprint mm. into Southern Dallas County, right? We talk about the fastest growing po public college in Texas sits in Southern Dallas County, UNT Dallas. People should know that, right? Um, and then we really want our site selectors and our brokers to really think about Southern Dallas County differently as a place of opportunity, as growth and investment. So we really appeal to those to say, let us tell you more, let us show you, right? Um, the what can be. And then North, where are you going? You go any further North, you go into Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> so we, we, need, we need that development to come further South. And so we're, we're doing everything possible to really promote the region um, as a true asset. Yeah, that's exciting. It is so exciting. I mean, as a native Dallas site, yes. you know, this is, uh, I have a lot of bias around this topic, mm -hmm. so I'm just going to put that disclaimer yeah. out, you know, but I think there, Dallas is not unique in that every city, every town, even, you know, sort of really small towns often has pockets within their communities or regions where there is inequity, yes. where there are historic practices that created systems mm -hmm. and those systems now have created uh, perhaps an unintended consequence. Yes that feels really big yeah. to undo. And so I love that you all are first recognizing how to, to unwind mm -hmm. and unravel mm -hmm. what feels like a big, massive pro problem, um, but you, you understand the importance of language. Yeah. You're, you know, I love the under-championed, mm -hmm. right? That's something that if we want to model inclusion, um, words matter, our vocabulary matter, and small tweaks. Yes. Uh, we talk a lot about underrepresented populations um, in the work that we do, but I do think that 
yes, there there is underrepresentation, mm-hmm. but there's also under championing and recognizing that those are two different oh yeah beasts yeah. to tackle, yeah. right? Um, and then I also just love how you all are looking at it from a kind of a development policy. Mm-hmm. Um, continued awareness, but also the partnership. Oh yeah. And the, the collaboration across industry. So before we wrap, is there anything else that you just want to add um, as you think about that? No, I, you know, you talk about uh, Colin Yarbrough, we're reading this book in our DEI book club called A Paved Way. And Colin Yarbrough, who's a local author, really looks at five different communities across Dallas. And one thing he said about Dallas is something you just said, Kelly, is he says, Dallas is its own city, but it's every city. And so, so many cities have this um, push and pull and this unequal balance that exists. Um, And it's not, we can't turn a blind eye to it, right? Mm -hmm. It's all of our business, all of our companies, uh, it, all of us have to have a stake in this and and be champions of making our region more inclusive for, for all people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that you all are such a shining example on a national level to other cities who have a desire but don't to change or to sure. improve but don't really know where to start. Yeah. So, you know, it may seem like this conversation and this series is very Dallas-focused, but we really wanted to highlight the work that you and your team are doing as a best practice. We look at best practices around recruiting, retention, employee engagement. It is time. It is time for the various cities and regions and counties to really look at those best practices that are uh, addressing inequities, that are addressing historic practices that created where we are today. So thank you. Um, I know we keep saying that, but (laughs) it's it's so important. It's so vital um, because our future generations need us to make more progress. Oh, yeah. Um, I think about the cycles of poverty, Mm -hmm. the cycles of low educational Mm -hmm. attainment that are happening in aspects of our community. And if the business community is not paying attention and does not understand that we have to invest in educating, forget like the high school and all of that. Like we need to start in kindergarten. Oh, right? yes, yes. Um, what is it before they get go to Third, kindergarten? Well, well, um, pre-K. Pre-K, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but you're right, Kelly, it, it has to start that early, right? And we, we have a, uh, there's a gentleman who's on our, our board. His name is William Ampafo. He works for Boeing. He's he's a black executive from for Boeing. He's the top guy in this market. And he said to me, he said, Tasha, I wished someone like me would have shown up to my school. Mm. And that's why he does principal for a day. We do principal for a day. And that's why he wanted to sign up for principal for a day, because he said he wished he had seen the representation from the business community come to. And he was in South Oak Cliff at the time. He said would have come there, Um, but he made it. But he now wants to do that same thing for someone else. So it matters that we're um, raising the level of expectation for education for all of our students. And not just students, but for adults too. Making sure we're preparing adults for upskilling and reskilling and making sure that they have the tools to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. We're going to continue it next week. Yes. uh, So you can't go anywhere. Um, Make sure you're staying really in tune to this conversation about it's really an opportunity to broaden the conversation around DEI to the community. Share this with your network. 
Share this in particular with maybe your philanthropy department. Um, we have got to connect our impact around DEI to the community, to future generations. We get to hear and learn from one of the best in this space. And um, it really is a part of our commitment at 24 Karis to help you live out your commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7. Until next time, we'll see you soon.